welcome to the Academy of General Dentistry podcast series featuring Dr. George Schmidt. Each episode features experts in the field of dentistry who share insights and inspiration to help you succeed. Let's get started. Hey, I'm Dr. George Schmidt, your host for the AGD podcast series. Welcome back, and we have a fantastic program for you today. My guest is the co-founder of Highbridge Dental Full Arch Solutions, Dr. Frank Lamar. Hey, Frank, how are you? Good morning, George. Great to be here. Great to have you on. So Frank, as I mentioned, is the co-founder with his brother, Jim, of Highbridge Dental. He's a prosthodontist and an assistant professor at Eastman Dental Center. He's also an accomplished national and international lecturer. He has an incredibly successful practice in Rochester, New York, as well as a training facility and a brand new state-of-the-art lab, which we'll talk a little bit about later. You know, Frank, All on X is all the rage now. There's a lot of mention of it uh, in our uh, literature and our mm -hmm. trade journals, and patients are really becoming more and more aware of this through clear choice and other media and advertising. And there's a lot of different choices out there. Uh, clear choice, of course, Teeth Tomorrow, Teeth uh, Express, and of course, Hybrid. So Frank, what makes Hybrid different? That is the question always asked is what's so different? And, um, you know, I would just go back to the beginning of, of when we started to educate other doctors and what we were doing in our practice in Rochester, New York. And really what it came down to is that dentists wanted to do more complex implant cases, and now we call them a full arch. 22, 23 years ago, when we started to do full arch, it was a completely different clinical series of steps than it is today. But what we came up with was what, at the time we said, was the secret sauce. And, and originally that secret sauce was how do you take a patient who is dentate typically and quantify their, we call them prosthetic determinants, their, their, what they come in with, their existing tooth position, their vertical dimension, their incisal position, their midline, all of these things. And how do you use what the information they bring in, how do you design to the ideal and then never lose your reference because as we all know George as dentists is there anything harder than taking an edentulous patient and determining where their teeth belong in space right that's a that's a challenging thing a denture case is one of the most difficult things to do so really trying to take a very complex process like full arch implants and simplifying in a way where the dentist has full control over the teeth in space, the prosthetic uh, solution, the end result, and working there without going off course. We call that prosthetic zigzagging, which for a lot of dentists who have done full arch, and George, I know that you're an experienced full arch provider, you know that once you lose your way, it's hard to get back, isn't it? And, and that really is the thing is, how do you take a case where you're starting, you design, 
you execute the surgical um, uh, step in such a way that you nail the tooth position. And uh, these days, Highbridge is a fully digital process where the pretreatment digital design is introduced the day of surgery as a provisional restoration. And the Highbridge exact digital technology uses a 3D x-ray, a CBCT, to capture final tooth position to make the final restoration. So that's a long-winded answer to your question, but it really is about squeezing the process to an, a very efficient uh, um, exacting process. That's fantastic. So we, we'll talk a little bit of maybe the protocol in a few minutes, but you know, Frank, this has been more than a 30 year journey for you and uh, just share with us. And I think you touched on a little bit there, you know, the evolution of that journey from the early hybrid to what you, you know, characterize as the XD now, which is just a fantastic uh, service to the patient. The, this, that secret sauce I was talking about, about indexing tooth position over implants, which is what we used to do. And when people would come to training and they would see this really sort of slick, great way to, to skip a whole bunch of steps, you know, the average clinician, or even if it's a, if it's a pair of clinicians doing full arch we know that the national average is 14 hours per arch of clinical time. And so when we say, well, we do those cases in four and a half to five hours total, A to Z from pretreatment to the patient walks out the door completely finished, they can't imagine how we do it in such a, in such a, a expedited exacting way. And, and really 30 years ago, that secret sauce of indexing tooth position and design is now been transferred over to computer science. The, adva the, the advantage of, of computer-aided design and manufacturing or CAD-CAM is we're doing the exact same thing, but with way more powerful technology than we used to do. And with a hybrid system, so those digital records, um, I guess, the hybrid lab would help you create that setup if you would? Yeah, the, the team at Highbridge today is much different than the team at Highbridge Laboratory even 10 years ago. Um, we went from a very much an analog laboratory to a completely high-tech um, stable of CAD designers. We have metal printers and in mills and, and really everything today is done on a computer. And it really is this ability to create a, a, a digital smile design in the face, um, verify it with the patient and with the doctor, transfer it into the, we call it the digital capture, which is CBCT and optical scan and, and create that design, introduce it into the surgical planning and then ultimately, like I said, capturing it with an x-ray, a CBCT x-ray, to make the final restoration. The doctor never gets an opportunity to lose their way uh, relative to tooth position. And, and, you know, one of the greatest things I think that has come out of technology, we can say, oh, it makes our life easier. But it has allowed us to be able to offer full arch to patients that didn't used to be able to afford it. 
you know, bringing full arch restoration to the masses of, of the people that need it the most and not and, and trying to squeeze the fee down at the same time as creating a great um, practice, gro a growth engine within a practice is all about our ability to be efficient and productive per hour. So imagine you're balancing increasing doctor productivity per hour, but dropping the cost to the patient. In, it, as we know, the only way that you can do that is by is by really leveraging the technology that's available out there today. And I think that's one of the really great points that you make, Frank, because anybody that's done these kind of cases know that it's very can be very complex. And as you said, you know, if you lose your way, you're you could be off in the weeds pretty quickly. And so, you know, what you're telling me is that with this with the XD system, you have the ability to drive these cases down to four to five hours of chair time. And so that allows you or allows the clinician, I guess, to lower the fee and provide a better product, yeah. more product to the, to the consumer. Yeah. I think, I think when we, uh, five years ago, I said, I'm going to do a test. I'm going to drop my full arch fee down by 25%. What will it do to the number of patients that I can treat in our practice, the Elmwood Dental Group in Rochester, New York, what would it do? And it doubled the case volume by dropping the fee down 25%. Now, in order for me not to take a 25% cut in my, in my ability to earn or my practice, we call it the contribution to the practice, I would have to actually be able to cut the number of clinical hours by 25% in order to double, truly double the output. And that's exactly what we do. Every time we have the ability to leverage that technology and, and Hybridge XD, which is our express digital, um, we have a patent around this ability to capture the final implant impression with an X-ray. By doing that, we have actually uh, eliminated about three or four hours at the end of a case minimum with that eight second scan. And so imagine what could you do if you had three to four more hours just on that one thing that you're doing. And really what it, what it should result in, of course, is that you can do more cases. And, and uh, there's nobody, uh, and I'm sure you would agree to this, George, there's, there's nothing in dentistry, I'm assuming, that is more satisfactory, like doesn't give you more satisfaction than changing a life with dentistry. There's no doubt about that. And, and I've seen these pa patients in my practice and I've seen them in, up at your office. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But just to circle back, Frank, you had mentioned about the lab uh, and I know some of this is proprietary, but when we commonly think of the awe concept, we think of zirconia, but Highbridge offers a few different options in terms of uh, the restorative material, correct? Yeah, the, the, we do what we call our Highbridge Generation 4, which means that there were, there were at least three predecessors of material choices. We don't even count zirconia in those four generations because although we still offer it to our Highbridge doctors, um, you'd be surprised 1% of our hybrid doctors choose zirconia for their hybrid restorations. That's pretty telling. Um, 
because what they realize, anybody who's done full arch within any numbers understands that what happens after you insert the final restoration, what happens thereafter is, is the difference between success and failure. A lot of the stuff that you do prior to inserting the final restoration is, is, is obviously gets you there. But there are criteria for material selection that we've established for our doctors, which is if it's not adaptable and adjustable, you oftentimes are stunk. If, it, if you can't cantilever the material to teeth, then you're limited and you're doing a lot more bone grafting. And so zirconia is very limited in that, number one, it, you can't cantilever it as far. It's bulkier. It's, it's way bulkier. It creates a lot of phonetic issues. Uh, at the day of delivery, you can't adjust it the way you want to adjust it. You're kind of, it's set. Um, so adding and subtracting of materials onto a final restoration, to me, is what creates a happy patient at the end. And we call it hitting the target. And uh, as you know, George, when we say, you know, when you hit the target, that little bullseye, that bullseye is patient satisfaction, right? If you, you could do everything right, but if that patient is not happy at the end of treatment, your case is a failure. And most doctors who do full arch already, that resonates with them because they've got patients that keep them up at night. Absolutely. You know, and Frank, one of the things, and we, you know, we, we unfortunately don't have time to go into all of this, but one of the things that you didn't mention was the elimination of the multi-unit abutment. And anybody mm -hmm. that's done a lot of cases uh, can appreciate the value of that. <laughs> well, um, you know, I've been called the fifth dentist before. Do you know what, what that refers to? No. So, so four out of five dentists recommend, I forget what the commercial was back in the day. Um, I think it was maybe a Crest commercial. Um, well, my friends call me the fifth dentist because I am uh, adamantly against the use of zirconia as a general rule for full arch. I do believe that zirconia has a, is a wonderful material in dentistry, but, but not for full arch. So I'm that guy. And then the other thing is, as you said, the multi-unit abutment. The multi-unit abutment brings the platform of the implant to the tissue level. Back in the day, we called it a transmucosal abutment. And, and, it, and it allows you to build off of that, that actually extension. And in dentistry, dentists feel or, or, or assume that full arch needs to be using multi-unit abutments. And, and uh, it, to me, it it, it, it's limiting, uh, you mentioned small screws, I think, um, just, uh, the simplicity of the case is, is, is much better if you can eliminate that component. And so we do have certain philosophies around a tissue level platform, a tissue level implant with large fixation screws. There's a certain geometry that we like to sit on, uh, as the connection between the prosthesis and the implant support. So there's a lot of philosophy and opinions that that circle around just that. Yeah, absolutely. So Frank, I know there's a few people that are listening right now that are saying, you know what, this is a fantastic solution for a lot of people, but 
I just don't have these patients in my office. What do you say to that? What do you say to that, Doc? Well, I think it's, I think it's, um, it's, it's treatment planning philosophy. What that to me means is that that dentist is, is looking at the, the patients in their practice in a way that they prefer to restore a compromised dentition, which is a philosophy, right? That was my philosophy 30 years ago. And probably your philosophy, George, has changed as well. So it's amazing that when you learn about prognosis-based treatment planning, and, you know, I, I mean, I graduated dental school in 1990. Um, we were taught to fix the natural dentition. And here are all the tools you have to fix that dentition. The, the problem that I found is that after the first decade of practice, a lot of the fixing and the, the hero dentistry that I did on a lot of these cases kept coming back and bite me. I, here I was thinking I was really benefiting the patient by, by doing these, these elaborate treatment plans of crown lengthening and root canals and posting pores and splinted crowns and you know all of the prosthetics, the advanced prosthetics that I was trained to do. And then ultimately, you know, what you and I both probably know is that there's a responsibility that goes with you picking that path for them. If you're going to pick a path that says we're going to restore your whole mouth and you don't move out of that city and you don't or you don't retire from dentistry, when that case starts to fall, fall apart one tooth at a time, guess who's responsible? So, so when you say, you know, dentists who say they don't have they don't have those patients in their practice. I can tell you that once you have a mindset shift that maybe they replace, if you had a tool in your toolbox that you could take somebody that had a very compromised dentition and you could convert them over, trade in compromised teeth for healthy implants that are not susceptible to the same risk factors that their natural teeth had, and give them a new lease on life with good function and good aesthetics and, and, and low liability long-term. And you could do that over a period of weeks and not months and years at a, at a fee that is half the cost of a conventional rehab. Well, there's no patient out there that would choose the conventional path if they knew it was available. And I have that conversation every day with my patients. You could do this. We're going to restore your teeth, or we're going to do this. We're going to replace your teeth. And I got to tell you, you give the patient the choice, and you put it out in front of them. They nine times out of ten pick the replace option, and all of a sudden they become a high-bridge patient. And if you're not having that conversation with your patients today, you're not giving them all that our our profession has created and uh, where we are today in dentistry. Yeah, Frank, I mean, I really have to agree with you because it's a mindset. And sometimes you have to take a step back and relook and rethink what we were classically taught because, you know, you mentioned a lot of good things. Cost could be an issue. It's much less uh, costly to do uh, a forge a case than it is to try to restore and then re-restore the case, you know, year after year after year. But we also all have the patients that are ready to surrender as well. 
They've just had enough. They've just had enough that every time you come into the office, there's another problem. There's another root canal. There's another extraction. And, and this kind of applies to that as well. Many dentists come in and they are not dentists. I'm sorry. Patients come in and they're so frustrated with their dentists. They say they, they just don't listen. I don't understand. I keep going in and I need this and I need that. And I keep saying my teeth are lousy and what, you know, um, You'd be surprised at how many of our patients come to us because they're just frustrated that the philosophy that's being presented in, in a lot of offices today is not, is not, they're not being given the option. And I think that really is kind of the crux of it is that leave it up to the patient. Uh, but oftentimes if, if we're stuck in our old mindsets, um, I, I think we're not oftentimes doing, doing those patients justice. Yeah, absolutely. And so, of course, while it's not for every patient, it's certainly something that that should be looked at uh, and offered if possible to the patient. So we're talking about treatment planning, Frank, and I've seen you treatment plan some of these cases, and uh, you do such a fantastic job of that. I know you utilize a tablet and different things to sort of show the patient what's going on. So just briefly walk us through how you might talk to a patient. Well, thanks, George. I, I um, um, One of the things after 30, 30 two years of practice is, is that I've had so many conversations over the years and, and I've come to, to a realization that number one, you know, we call it the initial conversation, meaning it's the conversation with the patient. And it doesn't start with me perusing their, their radiographs and their images. I don't actually, before I, I have a consultation with a patient, I, I on purpose do not look at anything. And when I first talk to them, I ask them one, well, I ask them two or three questions, but there's one really big question that I ask. And um, the listeners may, might appreciate this if you write this down. It's the most valuable question in dentistry to ask a patient. If we were here a year from now and the treatment has already been completed, what are all of the things that this treatment needed to accomplish for you to be thrilled with that treatment. Now, what it does is it actually makes a patient really think about in the order of importance, what are the, what are the objectives to treatment? Because if the dentist starts treatment planning a case without knowing really what the patient is trying to get out of that treatment, then they're gonna miss an awful lot of times they're they're not going to hit the target but if but if you tell me as the patient what success looks like now i look at now i look at the information that i have in my fingertips i have i don't do a, 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 a consultation without a cbct uh, a set of digital photographs and actually a three uh, a, 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 an optical scan a trio scan in my office we use trios and I have 3D imaging of the whole mouth. Now I can look at this information with the patient and relate what's their current dental condition. I educate them on where they are today. I try to predict where they're gonna be in 10, 15, and 20 years if, they're, if their teeth are, if we continue to take them down the path of keeping their teeth. And, and once they see current status, and then I can explain what the options are. Um, 
we now connect the dots between what the options are and what their objectives are. And it becomes absolutely clear right away to the patient what the right path is. And so that's kind of my, that's my technique of, of educating the patient. I don't do any selling. I'm never selling a patient. I'm actually almost underselling a patient. If you've seen those consultations, George, I'm creating the lowest, I, I'm not building up an expectation that later on I'm going to have to say, oh, well, I didn't mean that. I, I want them to have a, the most transparent vision of what their options look like, the pros and the cons. And then I like to let them decide which path is right for them. And that, that really works well for me. So important, Frank, because a lot of times, uh, you know, as dentists, we try to tell the patient what we think they need, and that doesn't always align with what they want. And sometimes that's achievable and sometimes it's not, but that's a fantastic, uh, you know, way to work backwards, if you would, some perspective there, uh, for sure. So Frank, um, you know, uh, folks that might be interested in this, you can't just uh, send a case into Highbridge Lab, so to speak. So there's some training involved in this, and to your credit, it's very thorough. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Dentists who are interested in either entering the full arch um, market, let's say, and, and they want to bring full arch into their practice, and it's not there yet, or dentists that are currently doing full arch but understand that there's a gap between the way they're doing it and maybe the best way to do it. Um, and they're, and, and they're, they, they find that there's complexity. Uh, we would, we, we ask those doctors, uh, we, we make sure that they have all of the surgical capabilities before we recommend our training. And that, and that's important, right? You, you wouldn't, George, you wouldn't come to, um, you wouldn't come to our hybrids training if you wouldn't, weren't comfortable taking out impacted third molars and think that you're going to do a full arch surgery. Um, or that you can do uh, advanced prosthetic treatment. So there, it, hybrid isn't for everybody from a dental perspective, um, but for doctors who want to up their game and, and, and increase their capabilities and really dedicate themselves, it starts with our certification course, which is a two-day course. It's in person again, thank God. Um, and it's got a hands-on component. Um, that training... Uh, allows you to be hybrid certified, which means that you understand the protocol. You understand the steps that are involved in taking a patient from start to finish. And by knowing what the protocol is, you can then work with our hybrid laboratory, which follows that protocol, right? So if you're a dentist and go, I want to use the laboratory. I love your generation four prosthesis. I want to do it my own way. Our lab is not really for you because they do it a certain way. And so when the laboratory and the doctor are um, in alignment on the steps of every case and there's uniformity in process, you get the efficiency that we're all trying to create and the predictability. So the, the, the certification course is step one. Step two is you then have the ability right after that course to access our Highbridge EDU site, which is our education site. And it has days worth of clinical training and, and, and assets in there that a doctor can continue their learning 
offline and or really online, but you know, on their own. And 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 they can continue to train their staff also, which is really important. And then if they also want to have increased confidence, they can come to either Rochester, New York, and do a clinical applications course, which is a three-day in-office opportunity to spend time with my brother Jim Lamar and myself and our partner Mike Bellino and see how we do full arch in our practice. We are wet finger dentists. We're doing it every day. And so that would be the next step for somebody who really wants to do more. There are also three other of our hybrid trainers, um, um, South Bend, Indiana, Las Vegas, and New Jersey, that are also offering clinical applications, mentoring courses in their practices too. So, so that really is a really big part of, of we call it, um, going on your full arch journey. You just keep trying to pick up as much as you can along the way. Yeah, Frank, and uh, of course, you know, and uh, I've been to both of those trainings and the clinical applications course. I mean, I was really impressed with that. You know, hats off to your staff. Uh, as you said, your brother, Jim, fantastic surgeon, Kim McCreevy does a wonderful job up there. One of the things that I appreciate about that, though, uh, uh, Frank, is that we got to see these cases at every phase, the surgical, the, the next day post-op, the week post-op. And, uh, and you don't often get to see that. And, and I was really surprised. I was impressed, actually, uh, with the level of phonetics, aesthetics, and frankly, the lack of pain and soreness some of these folks were having the next day. It's surprising, isn't it? I'm sure you've seen that in your own practice. But being able to see it for guys like me and probably you is important before you do it. So a didactic course is great. You got to have it. But then to go from didactics into your own your own office and do it without seeing the nuances and whatever. And you know, I've had I've had really successful hybrid clinicians come back multiple times to our clinical applications course because every time they come back, they keep saying, Well, you didn't you weren't doing it that way the last time. I said, Well, that's that's probably true. It's evolving, number one. And number two is the more they do, the more they see. And so the more experience you have, every time you come in and you see, all of a sudden you see the little things that maybe you didn't see the time before. And the depth of knowledge with Highbridge, it just, it's like layers of an onion. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper. It's, it's what we all hope to do is pull all of our dental education together into one thing and use all of it. Our best Highbridge doctors our lifelong dental learners who have taken all the continuums, the surgical training, the Spears course, the, you know, everything these that they've learned and they get to put it together in this neat little package called the hybrid protocol. Absolutely. And of course, at the AGD, that's what we're all about. So that's near and dear to our heart. So Frank, we're running short of time, but I just want to give you, I just want to ask you, I know you're really proud and excited. How's the new facility, the new lab going up there? Yeah, that. That has been a, that has been a, you know, I don't know if you've ever done anything in life where you're like, wow, I never saw that coming. But this, this facility um, is a 25,000 square foot high tech facility with some of the industry's best technology in it. Um, with, I must say, you know, the, the vessel of the laboratory and all the technology is awfully impressive. 
and it's and it's a great place to work. Um, if there's any dental technicians out there listening to this, um, that we've created a working environment in that in that facility that I think is second to none. But our team, our hybrid team, is is the thing that makes that. That's the engine in that laboratory, and and I think we've got some of the most dedicated, knowledgeable, full arch technicians. That's all we do there. Imagine. You've got 60 technicians. All they do every day is full arch. And not only just full arch, but full arch one way. There's only one way we do it, and that's the protocol. And so, like anything else, you just we we just keep keep getting better and better at being able to produce the highest quality full arch out there. And of course, customer service matters. So really trying to balance all of that. But but the facility blows my mind. I can't believe when I walk in there, um, what we've created over the last 20 years. Must be fantastic. So one, one of these days, I'm going to, I'm going to stop up and, and you, take a look you at must, that. Yeah. So Frank, uh, for somebody that might be interested in Highbridge, how can they get more information or how can, how can they contact you? Uh, well, uh, Jim Wheeler is our director of, of uh, sales, national sales manager. He really is the go-to. He's a, He's a lifelong implant industry, uh, you know, guy. He's dedicated his life to implants, and he is he is usually the first the first person that that a doctor will talk to. You could go to hybridgenetwork.com, hybridgenetwork.com, and you can see a lot of the educational programs on there. You could also get along, get in contact with Jim Wheeler directly. And that's Jay Wheeler at hybridgeimplants.com, hybridgeimplants with an S.com, Jay Wheeler. Um, and uh, contact Jim Wheeler directly, um, and uh, he'd be happy to get you the information that you need. Fantastic. Well, well, Frank, we're out of time, but thank you so much for coming on the program. Really appreciated that. Very insightful, a lot of good learning stuff. So really appreciate it. George, it was a highlight of my day. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun for me. That's fantastic. So thanks again, Frank. We'd also like to thank our producer, Kristen Gover, Communications Director for the AGD. And if you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to our channel. You can always find us on the AGD app, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions, contact us at news at AGD.org. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, George.